Neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours Neighbites edition, where we just have a little chat about one chunk of the week that went to air recently from the Aussie soap Neighbours. I'm Vaya, and I have my live-in life partner here, Kaiden Barker. Hi. You can say lovers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> KB is your pseudonym. Well, you've blown that out of the water, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> and... What we're going to do is we're going to watch – I was trying to – usually for these neighbites, I try and pick out like a major event of the week we can analyse, like the birth of Gigantor Baby, etc. But this week was a bit of a fizzer. And online, we've had a few tweets because I said, oh, what should I focus on? Could anyone sum up the whole week? And Andy Briz on Twitter says, it's been a right bore fest this week, apart from meeting Val and his awesome judgy eye-rolling – so, KB, I have to tell you about Val. I told you about my plan, didn't I, initially? You were campaigning to become Val. Yeah. Um, my campaign lasted less than 24 hours, and it involved me creating the hashtag Vaya for Val, in which I wanted to become Tarage's incompetent assistant on Neighbours. And then last Monday night, 3rd of July, we met Val on the episode, and Val is a sassy Asian man, which I think is not out of the realm of my skill set. You can be Asian. I don't know if you can be sassy, but you can definitely be Asian. And but a what man. you've been and gone and done is you've uh, fallen for the worst reverse sexism trick in the book. <laughs> I've, has anyone, please let us know if you've ever met a male Val. Maybe it's short for Valentino or something. Kilmer. He was a Batman. Oh. What was Val Kilmer short for? Val Kilmer is his first name. <laughs> and then his last name is Kilmer. It's Val Kilmer Kilmer. Can you look up Val Kilmer while I read the next tweet, please, and sure. tell me what it's short for? Sarah Rose says, Paige is suddenly tiny enough to fit into a minuscule sling prop baby. So Gigantor Baby just, you know, he's ready to drive, but he can still fit into a newborn carrier. Val Kilmer is short for Val Edward Kilmer. That's, I'm not accepting that. I'm not accepting that as the fact. Well, Wikipedia's never been wrong. Tom J, 27 UK, says this week it's all about Clive and Sheila, the hospital COO and the Bogan Nan, a love story for the ages that only lasted a day. Because <laughs> she went down to the hospital. This is, um, what's his name? Clive Gibbons, um, Jeff, Jeff Payne? Yes. Yeah, he came back and asked Sheila to have lunch with him at the hospital canteen and then she went off the rails and broke off their date. So I think that's gone now. How did I miss this? I didn't show it to you. Oh, yeah. I can show it to you if you want me to. No, I'm good. Okay. I figure all the important bits of this week's Neighbours are the bits that I saw while walking through the lounge room. Yes. What did you see? Uh, so apparently someone's got crime done on them and they're holed up in Lassiter's with uh, blood everywhere. Yeah, yes, almost. It's the dive motel. My mistake. And then the backpackers. So every accommodation except Lassiter's. Uh, just being shuffled from place to place in some kind of crime witness, what would you call it, an ad hoc witness protection program? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's witness protection, but we can only protect you with our limited resources in that um, we put you in our the business that I run and I use my relatives to get pain medication for you from their job. And best I can tell, everybody in Erinsborough knows he's there. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's not protection at all. No. It's just a witness program. Oh, and Jack Callahan's on Twitter sums up the week with crutch dancing, goth, dippy, wine, geek mark dark. Paul Mannix probably dead in a ditch. Xanthi, Sheila almost in Spanx. I'm not going to explain any of it, but it makes perfect sense to me. 
So the other things that I know about from this week is that Tarage has a cat that she talks to now. Yes, it's Piper's cat, but it's, yes, it's the family cat, Clementine. And Goddad has given up God to become a dad and then given up being a dad to become a sleazebag. <laughs> yep. Oh, here, for Kate on Twitter. Mark Creepy, Paige Needy, Therese Weepy, David Helps Leo Illegally, and Ellie Annoying as Ever. So this is why what we've done, what we're going to do for our Nabite today is we're going to watch Friday's episode together and see where the day takes us. Is that okay with you, KB? I'm already sitting here. Okay, good. Should we read the blurb or just jump straight in? I blurb me. Okay. Xanthi returns to... Wait. This is Thursdays. This is Thursdays. Okay, hang on a second. Friday the 7th of July, Yashvi takes a shine to the new apprentice working at the garage. Aaron and Mishti consider going into business together. David comes clean to his father about stealing painkillers. Oh, his father. That's Paul Robinson. Why have they acted like we don't know who his father is? Okay, we've just... Fraser's just finishing up and then we'll start. All right, so that was the recap. We're just going to skip through the credits. I'm fully up to speed now. Good. Except for who all of those people were <laughs> and what they were talking about. Oh, so I shouldn't fast forward through the credits. <laughs> Who is that wearing the empty baby carrier? Father, father. Ah, God, dad. Yeah. He's a dead shit God, dad. Yeah. Uh, so, Paul has an Asian son? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he um, impregnated a, a Japanese teenager, uh, you know, 25 years ago, whatever it was, which they rewrote, they re- retconned Neighbours History. It was twins in the Schwarzenegger DeVito style. The one is giant, one is small. And the, which one is this? The small one. The doc. This is Doctor Tanaka. Doctor Devito. Doctor Naka. Um, the other one, Leo, is not into having a relationship with his dad, but D- David is. So they're having heart to hearts. You spent most of your career getting into tight spots, Paul, because you're a bad, bad man. So there's this guy, this guy Mannix, that we know he's into drugs because they call him Dodgy. And hooded men run around trying to get drugs off him. The hoodie men have, have crimed him into pain? Mannix, Brian Mannix. Yeah, um, I don't know. It all happened behind closed doors of the dive motel. All of a sudden a guy was stabbed and we were meant to care. And then we found out that Leo had been doing a bit of couriering for a Sydney bar owner. And now he, he's got a... Mewling. You mean mewling? I don't know drug words. And and Mannix is the stabbed man? Yes. Okay. And so David's just told the hospital that he threw out expired painkillers, which apparently was an excuse that would fly. He, th- he said he thought they were expired. Oh. He misread their expiry date and threw them away. Which and is forgivable still as a doctor, apparently. It would seem. Uh, and well, forgivable by... Dr. Clive, who now you didn't see much of him growing up, but Dr. Clive was a, before he was a doctor, he was, oh, he was trouble. Oh, him and Henry got up to all kinds of antics. Did you watch it back then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know this about you. Yeah. Uh, Clive was the reason that Craig McLaughlin spent his uh, Bucks Night chained uh, half naked to a telephone pole, if memory serves. That sounds like a good Bucks Night, doesn't it? Also, he once appeared in a gorilla costume. He was crazy. Yeah. I've heard a lot about the gorilla costume. But uh, he's a respectable hospital bossable now. Yeah. So, they're talking about this drug family called the Renshaws. And oh, I thought that was a gang. Like the Red Shores. Is, I thought. It's probably a gang too. They, they probably do everything. 
Um, so this is who Leo's in deep with or something. I don't know. We're in, it all happened in Sydney where we don't get to go because we can only see as far as Erinsborough or Victoria made to look like the Gold Coast. So now we're going we're gonna to be introduced to The Shed, which is a gym. Oh, it's a business for sale and it's got three photos on its real estate sign. Yeah. Look at that. Look, The Shed, Erinsborough. Is Am I right in saying that the, the real estate agents are Bogan and Daggett? <laughs> is that what that says? So it would seem. I think it, it's Bogan and Daggett. Or and maybe I it think was Rogan. I can't see. We'll never know. I'm going to say Bogan though. Yeah. It's Rogan. It's disappointing. So... We have Aaron down the mines and Mishti. I don't know her last name. Aaron, he's had quite the resume. He was working down the mines. Then he was an exotic dancer. Then he was, uh, he ran over his own business, which was like a PR company called Brand Enthusiasm, which was just him sending tweets. And now he wants to buy a gym. From a clearly photoshopped real estate sign that doesn't have an exterior photo, but does have some kind of... What is that? Is that the lawnmower? Oh, no. The the lawnmower probably should end up as a piece of gym equipment. But the lawnmower is Mishti's brother-in-law's invention that he was trying to get off the ground but then ran into a lake. But it's fine. It's still got some commercial interest. So that little hoverboardy uh, looks like a Roomba thing that's in the middle of that picture is some kind of gym equipment. I think so. This is I think this is the world of CrossFit, which you and I don't know anything about. Yeah, or fit which I know nothing about. So the two of them are individually considering making an offer on this gym. Yes. And they don't quite have the money each. Or <laughs> no. well, the confidence. I, I have no idea where this is going to go. <laughs> this has already lasted. This is probably the third episode of this. Right. Like from two episodes ago, I thought, oh, you're both trying to scrounge together the deposit. Why don't you put it? Okay, I guess we're going to still drag this out. It's pretty dramatic though. Okay, we've just popped into the garage. Where Mishti's little sister? Uh, niece. Mishti's niece. Her bike is far too small for her. Yes. There's a reason she's pushing it around and that's because if she sat on it, her legs would drag on the ground. <laughs> um, something about Ben went back to school instead of finishing his apprenticeship and now there's a new young bit of stuff that's going to be an apprentice at the mechanics. Yeah, and he's giving Ben chewed. Yeah, by not talking to him. At first I thought, oh, they've cast like a deaf actor or something. I was really excited. I'm like, bit of diversity because he went like a minute, 60 seconds without saying anything to Ben. And then, no, he was just being a dick. I just assumed he'd forgotten his lines. And their boss there is uh, Man Bun. Man Bun, yes. Who looks to be like 14th in line to the Hemsworth throne. Is that about right? Yeah. They've bonded over tiny, tiny bikes. Oh, so apparently the tiny bike is um, a BMX. <laughs> which are supposed to be tiny, I guess. And Evan and Yashvi just had mutual eye, eye flirtation, which makes me sad because I was kind of pinning all my hopes on Yashvi being the next lesbian of Erinsborough. I don't think that's going to happen now. You can't have two minorities in one, can you? You've already got the Gaysians. They had, yeah. Oh, they weren't Gaysians. No, they they were, one, one of them was a Gaysian. And one was a Gaboriginal. Yes, and there was a Gindian as, as well in another – I don't know what Tom Quill's background is, T-Quizzle. But anyway, I had hopes on Yashvi. Maybe she'll, maybe she's still got a bit of diversity. Maybe she just doesn't know, hasn't found her identity yet. Well, we'll find out once she joins the local Facebook group. About BMXs. This is the Erinsborough Backpackers Hostel, or as I call it, the Tanak Packers. And is made out of a shipping container? Yeah. 
everything, any external business now in Erinsborough is um, shed-based. It's based in a shed. Right. So this used to be the man shed that they've turned it into the backpackers. So the, someone's running a corrugated iron business <laughs> going great guns. Yeah. Something, something about the backpackers about Mannix being critical, but I'm not really, I don't care. Do you care? He's not critical yet. Oh. So I'm going to save up my care until then. Okay. But in the meantime, he just wants more painkillers. Who doesn't? Nobody says scissors, paper, rock. You mean they say rock, paper, scissors? Everybody says rock, paper, scissors. I'm not going into business with a guy who says scissors, paper, rock. So Mishti and Aaron have decided to put the bid in for the gym together. Brilliant. I wish I'd thought of that. Mm. And their first official meeting involved the the phrase scissors, paper, rock. Yeah. And also duh. Yeah. So they're off to a great start. Hey, if I need a gym, I'm going to go to people that don't know how words work. That means their strengths are physical fitness. I'm sorry. I don't know what this. Are they even the same kind of Asian? <laughs> I think they're each half Japanese on in real life. So Yashvi's gone to rifle through the laundry basket to consider wearing skimpy outfits to impress boys. I'm getting more and more disappointed in her by the second. But she's got a great strategy. She wants to be noticed by the guy who just noticed her. Yeah, who just invited her to join a Facebook group. So something strappy, strappy, skimpy with half of it missing sounds great. Yeah, check your privilege, Yashvi. Talk to me when they don't notice you. Mishti and Aaron have also done that TV trope where you don't mention the figure that you're talking about. You just talk in vague ballpark. So they're offering 10% less after we learned earlier that the owner wanted 20k more. So there's probably some algebra experts out there who can do some figuring. So Dick Cop just gave Aaron a little uh, lecture. What, what's your read on that, KB? I fell asleep as soon as he showed up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, apparently fear is the reason for not making bad decisions or something. Uh, yeah, it was it was a business conversation. Cop really seemed to get way into it, though. He seems to be taking it very personally for some reason. Yeah, commitment, something, not giving up on things. He made a good point, I think. So she's taken her bike to get fixed by the guy who noticed her, but then she decided she hadn't been noticed, but then she went and gone through the law. Basically, there was a whole unnecessary scene where she could have just gone, oh, hey, nice to meet you. I'll join that group, fix my bike. Yes. Or they could have just directed the guy not to look at her longingly and just walked off. And then it could have justified her thinking she had to attract his attention. Yeah, right. Attention. Uh, it, so she decided to get uh, her bike looked at by a real mechanic because real mechanics are ones who fix BMX bikes. Yeah. Okay. So there's been another buyer. Yeah, and instead of leaving a voice message with Aaron, who's left his phone behind while he goes for a run, she's left a message with Boring Cop. With his judgmental brother, who's warned her off of making rushing into this decision. I'm sure that'll all work out fine. Even though a, owning a small business is probably better job stability for Aaron than freelance brand consultant work. So Yashvi had new blow-in mechanic... Evan fixed her BMX, which had nothing wrong with it. And then he is now suddenly giving her the cold shoulder. and like, oh, yeah, maybe hit me up on Facebook, whatever. It's all very complex. I don't understand these young people today. And Ben's cottoned on that she likes him. And then she um, 
Was she like, did she just handlebar Ben in the nads? Yeah, right in the nads. I don't think that's how handlebars work. But then I'm also not a stuntman, so I don't know how people get hit in the nads nowadays. I just don't have any interest in this crim of the week. So he's going to go and ask for help from Paul and Paul's going to have the guy killed and then it'll all be over, right? Hope so, because I'm over it. There's a special effects thunderstorm. And there's some brooding music playing, which I think Kate sent me a link to. I thought Paul was rich. Why is he working in the kiosk of a caravan park? <laughs> he bought, well, he owns this dive motel and he, he bought his penthouse back. So he's put all his money into owning real estate. So he's a slum poor millionaire. Yeah. <gasps> Leave it with him. Oh, no. Last time someone left something with Paul, he had Gazcan beat up Tarage's rapist. To rapist. Yeah. Um, the song, the brooding music that was playing is called I Asked My Mother by the Black-Eyed Susans. Thank you. Oh, delightful. Remude. Does she have a cold today or is that how she talks? I think that's how she talks. So Misty made the offer for both of them and Aaron came back from his thunderstorm jog and said he doesn't want to be in on it anymore. Is that what? Uh, and she was signing some non-refundable paperwork with a random business lady. Yes. At Harold's, which yeah. I assume is where you do all your paperwork now. Yeah. She's in too deep. Why didn't she immediately say, I just signed us both up, so too bad, buddy? Because drama. Also, there's always a cooling off period. Not when it's non-refundable. Not when you've signed at Harold's. A cloaked figure has entered the backpackers. <gasps> it's Paul. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I'm scared. Can you explain what just happened? No, I can't explain what just happened. Paul's uh, walked in all spooky-like and uh, he's suggested that he's going to make an offer that um, Crim Guy can't refuse, but it's not clear what that offer might be or why Crim Guy won't be able to refuse it. Lucky it was dark and stormy. He wouldn't have been so menacing. Yeah. This is the promo for next week. So there we go. So the three threads in that one. Yeah. You've got your drugged-out Crim. Mm-hmm. Uh, who Paul is either threatening or going to help. Or will kill. Two people buying a gym. Yep. One of whom no longer wants to buy a gym. Yep. And then uh, this one girl who likes this other guy. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good episode all up. <laughs> so I can see why the Twitter universe is a little uninspired by these developments. What I think should happen is Paul should buy the gym. Yep. Take over the Renshaw crime gang. Mm-hmm. Have an unfortunate accident happen to backpack dive pain guy. Then mm-hmm. he can employ, can turn the gym into it. I don't know where I'm going with this. Paul should just buy all of the businesses. But I don't understand why they can't just have Mishti and Aaron buy the gym with no dramas. And then the dramas come later. Oh, and the other thing you missed during the week is that Ellie and Mark went to a winery together. Oh, I thought that was another dream sequence. No, that was real. They're, but just no one else was in the winery, just those two. Well, if I'd seen that, then I would have been paying much more attention this week. So, yeah, I'm. it's a little uninspiring. But uh, next week, next week though, KB, you're going to be on Neighbours proper and we're going to watch five episodes or uh, up to five episodes. Somewhere between zero and five episodes. Yes. And we will be joined by one third of our work thruple, the fabulous Adam Richard, 
I count him as more than a third. Oh, really? Yeah, him and me were like two and a half thirds and then you fill in the blanks. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to make you guys watch a bunch of episodes next week and then we will discuss them and we will report back here. I can't wait. Does that promo intrigue you? Uh, Tarage has breast cancer and she's going to tell one of two people. Yes. And it's going to either be her fiancé or Paul, who may or may not be guilty of murder by then. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay. Speak to you soon. Hit us up, NeighborsPod, on Twitter, NeighborsPod at gmail.com or NeighborsPod.com. I'm Vaya Pashos, KB. Yes, I'm her live-in lover. Yes, he's at Kine and B. if you wanted to send him some tweets and make him excited about watching Neighbours. Speak to you soon. Bye. I asked my father what I should do. I asked my sisters and my brothers, all of the others. I asked them all to tell me what they knew. Then I asked the brokenhearted and the soon to be departed. But not one amongst them had the faintest clue So I'm asking you